welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're going to discuss today a little bit uh, about how to be a little more intentional when it comes to cross-selling. And uh, we're just going to, we have a couple of guests here. I know Gary's going to speak to us specifically on some of the things they're doing out of uh, JL Smith. And we'll talk about some of the stuff we're doing here. Um, but the idea simply is, is, you know, what are some of the methodologies we're using? And, and in our office, we have uh, several different things that are going on, having the Medicare, the taxes, as well as the ongoing plan and development with the, um, uh, just the 2.0 process that we're using. So we'll kind of start off, and I think, uh, you know, I'll just kind of share with you maybe a key thinking point as you're beginning to talk about cross-selling, because um, one of the things that we found out using EOS is, is it being measured, right? You know, we talk about, hey, there's a lack of a certain area, but are you measuring it? Because if you're not measuring, it's hard to, to, to gauge improvement. And I always say where things aren't measured, things aren't going to be improved. And so we operate under a measurable system uh, with the AOS uh, level 10 meetings where we're actually weekly reporting on the target numbers and, and what we're doing to keep our focus there. So as, as you're looking to add that element, I think one of the key things just to keep in mind is, you know, what are we doing actively to monitor that success and that development within that area? Um, so I'll start off with, uh, and I don't see him on the line yet. If he joins, I'll steal some from him. But, uh, you know, Tim Claremont really helped a lot in terms of, you know, the the review process that we've adopted. If you're under the 2.0 process, you've, you've seen some tweaks within the uh, holistic planning process, which really in that dedicated stage mirrors the, the five tenets of financial planning, you know, which are, you know, rate of return. Um, retirement income planning, estate planning, tax planning, and protection planning. And in doing that type of review, being very intentional in those tenants in the review process, you're able to get to the protection planning, which opens up, you know, what are you doing for health insurance, auto insurance, life, long-term care, disability. So using the process that's ingrained within that, you know, 2.0 process will, will, will direct your attention to it. I, I think one of the things that we fall prey to, at least I did, and I'll speak to myself, is we love what we do and the ancillary stuff around it, you know, we lose focus in it. You know, I know where my strengths are, what I enjoy doing, what I'm passionate about. And there's some things, well, I know are important, I just don't enjoy doing, right? So it's easy to lose focus on that. So creating a process and a measurable around that will help you direct the focus. So weekly, we're measuring things about, hey, what type of Medicare supplement do we have? What type of life insurance sales do we have? What type of long-term care sales do we have? And in that process, you know, you can actually, you know, just create a better awareness about where those opportunities lie in the office, because they do lie. I think one of the biggest problems when we talk about cross-selling is we get the money on board and get to manage money. We get the, you know, the, the way we're going to structure the Zoom bucket and we think our job is done. You know, for us, that's where really where it begins, because the value in the cross selling could help immensely. Um, I'll I'll kick off a little bit with Gary. Gary, I know you're on here, and you do a lot of the orchestration for like the the fit calls for JL Smith Group, 
you know, kind of filtering through that process. And, and maybe if you can speak to, you know, some of the things that you guys are doing intentionally within the JL Smith group to create some of that cross-selling opportunities. Absolutely, Greg. And uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, you know, obviously I do a lot of the front end um, prospecting, um, you know, from our virtual seminars, our in-person workshops, uh, and any other uh, type of, uh, you know, referral or drive-by or Facebook ad. So really it's, um, you know, getting an understanding of the client's priorities, goals, needs, some of their top of mind items, um, you know, and all the while I'm also, uh, you know, factoring in exactly what we're looking for as a firm, uh, because we know they're looking for a few things, but we're also looking for that uh, right fit for the firm. So I want that uh, prospect to have multiple needs in a lot of the areas that we can help clients with, not only financial or only tax or only Medicare. I want to see at least two or three areas that they're concerned with. And then we qualify from there based off of investable assets and opportunity. So, um, you know, the cross selling starts immediately with that right fit call. And then, you know, obviously once we get them in for discovery, then, you know, my great advisors here at the group, they uh, work their magic. And then from there every year, you know, we want to be providing some type of additional, uh, you know, service to them on those annual reviews or if it's Medicare or if it's, if it's tax. Particularly right now, we're in that Medicare season, Greg, where um, we stay pretty, uh, pretty booked along with the uh, volume of, of thick balls. But what I'm, you know, teaching every one of my Medicare advisors who operate in that lane is we also not only want to be servicing the existing business they have with us, but we want to get our feelers out for other opportunities, um, you know, that are out there like short-term home health care plan, um, you know, through GTL, long-term care insurance life insurance opportunities, funeral expense trust, estate planning trust, you know, are just some of the things that can really bring uh, value to their situation and also uh, generate additional revenue for the firm. Awesome. Awesome. And I think there's a couple different levels of cross summons when you talk about it, you know, for the advisor himself, whether you're an individual producer or other producers, you know, there's how do I continue to foster that relationship? I think Gary brings up a great point. What we found is the more value you add to that employer or to that to, to that customer, I should say, the more sticky the business, but more importantly, I think the the better the opportunity for them to become a referral for you, like a center of influence for you to refer, because you create a lot of different entry points, right? We have a lot of people that might be a Medicare client, might do long-term care, have wealth management, have annuities, do taxes, but they find an easy conversation at certain levels where they're also going to introduce at those low hurdles. You know, so as you begin to develop those ancillary sales, they're a lot more likely to talk about, hey, this person helps me with Medicare or this person helps me with tax planning than they are to talk about their finances. You know, people are just generally going to carry a little bit more um I guess, defensive posture when it comes to that. Um, and then the other opportunity I think that Gary had mentioned is, you know, like him, we have a Medicare practice, you know, where the volume right now with our Medicare agents is through the roof. And part of what you got to do is just educate them about how to refer, right? And, and how to create those cross-selling opportunities. 
Deb does a phenomenal job in her office. Um, she um, actually, you know, in the review, I think the key is you got to look at the review as an opportunity. I think a lot of us look at the review, and I might not use the right word, maybe look at it as like a burden, right? We got to get through it, something we got to do for the clients. We got to make sure we're, we're dealing with them, whether it's based on category once, twice, four times a year, however we're doing that. Well, we've shifted our mentality is, hey, let's make sure that goals and concern sheet is out. Let's make sure we're going back and revisiting those things that they were concerned about and go into the review process with what is the next thing that we can provide value with this client and look at it as an opportunity. So a lot of the cross-selling that we get, a lot of the business that's generating that arena that we refer internally because we have specialists. I see Tammy on the line. She handles specifically some of our fixed products, our life insurance, long-term care, Medicare. A lot of those opportunities come in that review process because we're talking about, you know, what are some of the things they're concerned with? Hey, we haven't addressed this yet. Let's get an appointment. And, you know, just everybody that has a life insurance policy should be getting a life insurance review. Um, I hear somebody speak. Somebody wants yeah. to say something. If, if I can add to that too, Greg, another thing that, you know, that cross-selling can bring inside the firm is it portrays that, that value of team, right? We want, we want our clients to understand that, you know, they have an entire team uh, working for them. And that gives you that opportunity to indu- uh, introduce another team member. And that also solidifies that, uh, you know, relationship and, uh, you know, more pieces of, of business that you can get in a client's home from all those different areas, the less likely they'll leave you in the future. Um, so, you know, I think that's important that we share the team concept there, um, you know, and introduce that in the cross selling. I think one important thing that I'm going to ask Carl to speak a bit that is to me very revealing and in, in why you want to be very proactive in something as simple as a life insurance review. We're often going to identify gaps in that coverage before they become unfixable. And if we haven't done it, you know, Tammy, I ran across a client that's been with me forever. And, you know, before I was very proactive in the cross zone, it's, it's beyond repair right now with some of the life insurance. But a lot of times when you're sitting down with people, Hey, this, this policy is destined for, you know, uh, you know, just running out of money, you know, and it's going to, it's going to, fail you know do we how do we want to address it and fixing it now is going to be a lot of that's a big value add when you do something like that. you know and, and and have somebody understand hey this is a problem i didn't even realize and that's going to be something that's going to help with strengthening that relationship a lot of the things that i think are paramount in you know we've we've studied under a couple systems but client experience is one of the things we talk about all the time at hammer financial group what is the client experience? How can we be different, right, than everybody else in our area? And if you're creating a better client experience, you're going to retain and you're going to find they're going to be more willing to refer. You know, little things that you're doing in that are, wow, I didn't even see that. Thank you for pointing that out. You know, we're active in Medicare. You save somebody 50 bucks a month, you know, for a lot of these folks is like, hey, that's awesome. You know, we, we really appreciate you doing that type of stuff you know, reviewing their prescription drug plans and making sure every year we're, we're putting them in the right type of plan to, you know, cut off at the past, so to speak, that, that problem that they're going to have in the future. Carl, I know you do a lot of cross-selling within your organization. You want to speak a bit to it? Yeah. Um, and one of the things I wanted to add is that it, um, if you do that, you educate the client, there's a certain stickability that you're never going to lose that client. 
because of the way that, that you do it. And the other thing is protection for you down the road once the uh, client passes away. Because if you're making a recommendation for a cross-sell and they won't take it, then you do the uh, uh, the declination. But mo more importantly, we still uh, are firmly embedded in the, uh, the, the FEO. And that's where the cross-selling opportunities come. Because what we do is when we put a plan together, uh, and if we recommend life insurance or we recommend long-term care or we recommend a... Uh, a funeral trust and the client declines at that time. Of course, we signed the declination page, but every year we come back to that and we say, you know, just to make sure we, we recommended this, uh, you weren't interested last year or year before. So anything changed in your life and you'd be surprised how, uh, a lot of people do the circumstances that have happened in the last year, uh, have been thinking about that declination and. You know, they find it, you know, uh, time to do, to do that. The other thing is that it just, it is part of being a fiduciary is looking at all the aspects, you know, of it. And, uh, the cross selling may, may not time it to come, may not come at the time of closing, but it's going to come a year later or six months later or two years from now, you know? And so that's. That's why we do it. It's the right thing to do. It needs to be done as part of the whole plan. And then, like I said, the stickability, you don't lose a client and they will refer you as Greg said. The revenue doesn't hurt either, right, Terrell? Well, no, that, that certainly doesn't hurt. <laughs> but you know, somebody said, if you have one piece of business, you know, with a, with a, uh, a, a person, they're not, they're not client. Yeah. They're still a prospect until you get two, three or four pieces of business. Then they become a true, you know, client. And, uh, and that's how the, you got to do it through cross selling, you know? Yeah. I think probably the biggest challenge is we live within our, the boundaries that our mind creates. And what I mean by that is we enter a relationship with a focus on how we're going to help that client. And usually that focus is what we enjoy doing what we're passionate about, right? And what we're good at. And we stay within that specific focus and we, we it's hard to break that barrier, right? To think outside the box and where can we create additional value? So there's two ways to do it, right? I'll tell you right now, I don't know if I'll ever enjoy writing life insurance. It just, it drives me nuts, you know? But we brought somebody in internally that that is one of her primary focuses. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go out and hire an insurance agent. Right. But that value add with somebody that's having that measurable and that's part of her directive, part of her, you know, responsibility, accountability, however you want to call it, she's going to keep us on point, you know, in the sales meeting in Tammy, you know, she's usually a generally a very quiet person. If you know, Tammy, you know, that's completely wrong. But in the, at the end of the day, she's talking about, Hey, where are the opportunities? What life insurances can we reveal? Which people do we need to talk to about long-term care? You know, so it re recenters the focus for our advisors about, hey, what are the other opportunities that we need to bring into it? And, you know, while it's frustrating, you know, and it's a longer process, you know, somebody that works well in that area adds a lot of value to that relationship. And, you know, it, it actually creates, you know, we talk about being holistic. You know, you, you don't want to just talk about it and not do it. You need to find a way to formulate it and create that value for the client. 
create other relationships. If you don't have the Medicare in your office, look at creating a relationship with the Medicare agent if you don't want to bring it internally. That value add is huge in the distribution phase for clients. You know, being able to establish that type of relationship could often foster leads back to you, right? Because a lot of these Medicare agents, they're, they're no different than us, right? Their focus is 100% Medicare. You know, so if you can you know, create a couple of relationships or even one strong relationship, whereas they're communicating with their clients and then just educate them about, hey, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. We can help you add value to your clients. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. So sometimes advisors are a little embarrassed that they have worked with clients for years and have never discussed long-term care life insurance. How do you work around that? I think you have the perfect opportunity to work around that with the wisdom that you plan 1.0 and especially 2.0, bring the client in and said, you know, I've been working with you for years and, you know, we're under a new system and, and we're, 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 we're going to be totally holistic. And as, um, fiduciaries, I need to bring you up to date on some of the things that we may not have talked about in the past, such as life insurance, long-term care, funeral trusts, and things of that nature. So I think you use the fact that you do want to build a bucket plan with your existing client or open some opportunities that uh, go far above your expectations by doing that. Yeah, I think just to elaborate a little bit more on that, I'm a big fan of transparency, right? I'm going to sit down with the client and say, hey, look, my focus has always been about, you know, wealth management, distribution planning. And what I realized, there's a lot more value I could bring to you. So I've, I've decided to expand what it is that I'm going to bring to my clients in terms of this relationship. And what I'd like to do is take this more holistic approach. Let's, re let's sit down again. Let's, let's do another goals and concerns. If you have somebody that's been with you for years, say, you know what, let's, let's just take a, uh, you know, a, a, a do-over and, and look at, you know, establishing what your concerns and priorities are now today. Um, to Carl's point, let's talk about, you know, planning for that. Let's create that, you know, that bucket plan out for them if you haven't yet. And then look at the opportunities to say, hey, these are things that, you know, we have relationships that we can help um, address some of these concerns. They're out there. The biggest challenge is we don't ask about. And generally what I find with myself is, I don't ask because, you know, I, I'm within my box, right? This is what I do. This is how I do it. And so having that measurable, like I mentioned in the beginning, every week in our measurables, like, all right, how many life insurance applications did we do this week? Zero. That's a problem. Next day is a sales meeting. Hey, we failed miserably last week. We didn't have any cross-selling opportunities for life insurance, right? So you're constantly going to bring back the focus to those things and measure it. If you're measuring it, you're going to see improvement. Anybody else have anything that they want to put? Maybe they're doing in their office yeah. that has worked very successfully in terms of, you know, expanding beyond the wealth management relationship with the client and, and you know, fostering some other uh, products and, and other um, 
opportunities that with the current clients? Yeah, I have a quick one, Greg. Uh, you know, being that we're in the middle of uh, Medicare open enrollment and we're reviewing uh, Medicare Part D plans, as you mentioned, you know, if you can save a client, you know, 600 bucks a year, boy, they are just, you know, happy. Um, you know, we need to also, and we're doing this in our office, every Medicare uh, review that we do, if we have a client who has more than $600 of prescription drug refill costs, um, you know, we're definitely mentioning that short-term healthcare with GTL that gives them a $600 reimbursement on those prescriptions. So, you know, literally you can place that piece of business in uh, that home, enhance their benefits, and it didn't really cost them anything because that premium, um, you know, for that short-term home health care is anywhere from 40 to $60 a month. Um, but think of the value that you're adding there as a holistic advisor of, uh, you know, saving them money on the part D and then opening up the idea to uh, enhance their overall benefit with something like a short-term home health care. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, I sent this private message to, a while ago asking for a copy of the declination page that we use. Those declination pages can be found on the LMS under the... Uh, FEO and the uh, family estate organizer. Well, and one other thing I want to mention, you know, right now, there's just an incredible opportunity with where fixed rates have gone to touch base with your clients and just say, hey, you know, as problematic as the market is, fixed rates are real attractive. And they might just simply start off as a conversation about you know, maybe we look at some bond alternatives. Maybe we find a way to compress some fees. Maybe we look at, you know, things, the, the accumulation products and the fixed products today are as good as they've been in 10 years. I I wasn't using them before six months ago because they weren't really attractive. So we're going into these conversations now with clients about these products. And what you're going to find is two things. One, they're going to value the fact that you're doing little tweaks within their bond portfolio and with their alternatives, but you will be amazed at how much extra money you're going to find. You know, we have a client that we just did this week. I mentioned earlier to, before we jumped on, Emily is working with some of our, our, our uh, legacy clients. You know, we came in to talk about the that, Hey, bonds are problematic. We got fixed rates. They had some bond portfolios with us. They came in and she brought in a box of everything. She's never been willing to talk about her other Franklin accounts, never willing to talk about her other 401k accounts. So a review on a $60,000 Franklin bond account turned into an opportunity to gain $500,000 because we're talking about these other opportunities within it. And you're doing them a disservice if you're not looking at bond alternatives right now. Guys, bonds are going to, they're going to be a tough place to be in. Your yields are going up, but until they stop raising interest rates, you're going to see that devaluation in the interim. You know, so to come in and say, look, let's compress fees, let's get rid of them, even a simple fixed rate. You got F and G, Eric, you know what the F and G rate is right now for a five year? I think it's close to 5% or so. Tammy probably knows. She's on. Tammy, do you know what it is? She's looking it up for me. No, it's 5.25. 5.25%. So think about that for a second, right? If you're looking at a bond portfolio with clients, what are you setting expectations for for a bond portfolio? Three to seven? And you can go and say, look, we'll get you five and a quarter, no fees. 
eliminate the interest rate risk. I mean, it's 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 like shooting fish in a barrel. If you're younger and you don't know that expression, look it up. Okay. We, we've had these conversations with clients and it's actually, when you start to talk about it, you know, a year ago when the market was good, you get out, you know, it's hard to even read the reaction. Now their eyes turn into saucers and they're like, explain that to me again. What is this? How does this work? And we're not cannibalizing all the, the portfolio. I use a lot of the OptiBlend right now because the OptiBlend, we've placed over 5 million of OptiBlend in the last six months as bond alternatives to the portfolio that I'm just taking the trail pay. In a lot of cases, I'm actually increasing our comp and reducing the cost, the fees to the client, right? Because they're going to pay us the 1% trail. So we're using the OptiBlend 10, showing them, hey, it's no different than how we're being compensated now, except you don't have to pay it. And we, worst year is zero. And the equities are likely going to recover better than the bonds, or sooner, I should say, and give the opportunity to recover that money a lot quicker. You know, and then tweaking it. It's not a, you know, a wholesale get rid of everything because you still need the flexibility. But when you're doing those little things, the clients are so appreciative, you guys. It's, it's amazing because all you're doing is looking at within the context of that client, hey, what are some of the things that we can do differently? What are some of the opportunities that create value? And while you might start with old money, I guarantee you'll find new money. Oh, that's we call that couch cushion money, Greg. Um, oh, you know, so couch cushion money, just yeah. couch cushion money. Because, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're finding a ton of that, you know, on, um, you know, annual reviews where clients, you know, are just accumulating cash at the bank because they don't know what to do with it. You know, they're, they're a little concerned with doing any investing or, or, or adding more money into the market at any point. So. Um, you know, we're finding a lot of those opportunities on annual reviews and even in, you know, our Medicare. Reviews. Uh, so, um, they're out there right now. There's a lot of folks with money just kind of sitting on the sidelines or in those couch cushions, you know, where we can propose that, you know, bond alternative, um, you know, to them. So Gary, there was a question. What was the name of the short term healthcare that would save money on the prescriptions? Yes, this was. Uh, the uh, GTL, Guaranteed Trust Life, um, there's uh, reimbursement up to $600 if you have, you know, prescription med costs. And it gives you, a, um, you know, a short, short-term home health care plan uh, in case you would ever need that. Uh, most folks want to stay in their home if they ever need any type of care. Uh, that gives them, you know, a window to do that. And also, if they're not needing it right now, you know, it's literally paying for itself with that reimbursement of prescription costs. Awesome. Anybody got any last minute questions or thoughts or anything that they wanted to add? Hey, Greg, this is, this is Keith from JL Smith. I'm, I'm new to JL Smith. So thanks for having me in this discussion. Uh -huh. um, but uh, I come from the health insurance and Medicare industries and Gary and I have talked about this. And one thing that, um, you know, I brought up to, to Gary and other discussions around JL Smith is the, the increasing popularity of Medicare Advantage. Um, I know, um, you know, the more affluent tend to lean to MedSup, but we were seeing in the, in the health insurance side, a significant amount of people starting to move to Medicare Advantage. Uh, there's a lot of extra benefits. Usually your drugs are included, often much less costs than a MedSup plan. 
um, to go back to your discussion before, when you can save people, you know, money per month, that could be another option for people to consider. And again, we're seeing a lot of med sub people switching over to advantage um, because of the extra benefits and lower cost. Thank you, Keith. And, you know, again, that just is, you guys, the point is, is you need to have these conversations with your clients because you're going to gain a lot of value. You're going to strengthen the relationship. I, I tell you, Dave and I just did a podcast on the Bucta plan and the strength of it. I've been in this industry for 30 years. I know I'd only look 40, but yeah, it's 30 years <laughs> I've been in this industry. And we were talking about the 2001 to 2008. I didn't have that backing of the buck to plan philosophy and how we do planning to mitigate things. And, you know, I used to run from the clients. Remember those days? We used to avoid them when the market downturns. Now we are just so proactive. We've been on the phone with every client, calling them and having them come in. And that's where you're, this is the best cross-selling opportunity that's existed in this industry in a decade. You just need to take advantage of it. Yeah, and one one thing to add to what Keith was saying in our conversation, really what we started finding, Greg, is, you know, we, we have clients who are, you know, looking to protect their assets, retirement accounts. So a lot of times Medicare supplement makes sense. But, you know, as they age, we know what those supplements do traditionally. They increase in price every year. You know, anywhere from, uh, we'll call it, you know, 8 to 12%, you know, on an average year. And, you know, after so many years of those increases, you know, we're doing the reviews, you know, the clients will come to us and say, is this going to continue happening? Because it's starting to eat into my budget. Um, you know, there is a perfect opportunity to have that Medicare Advantage discussion and how that may benefit them because they may be in a position where travel isn't, um, you know, so important to them. So, um, you know, inside your own client base, there's a ton of opportunity with some of those uh, Medicare supplement holders. Um, and if we don't have the conversation, someone else will. And, um, you know, we lose that business. And also that lets someone in, um, you know, that may look at prospecting or cross-selling as well. All right, awesome. And just like that, the 30 minutes is up. I enjoyed chatting with you guys. Thanks for coming on and and sharing and participating and uh, look forward to, to the next coffee break. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.